for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, your real 24 hours of commercial free programming. Well, this is Ed Greer, and you're listening to The Green Room with Sean Green and Logan Leistakow, left hand man. Leistakow. Whatever. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Shit like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon, home of the $5 MP3 album. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support the Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on LATalkRadio.com, the home of the Green Room. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the show. we got an amazing program for you. It's going to be a great time. Feel free to give us a call at any point, 323-203-0815. That's the Green Room hotline. And, of course, as Logan mentioned, uh, Amazon.com, my buddy um, Ryan just alerted me to this, but they have, if you go to Amazon, or if you go to SeanTGreen.com, click the Amazon link, they have over... A thousand different albums that they're offering for only five bucks. You get the full album, and then you can just burn the disc or throw it on your iPod or whatever. Very easy, very simple. A, lot, a hell of a lot cheaper than iTunes. And uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of great albums on there. So make sure you check that out. I'd like to welcome on uh, my left hand man, Logan Lysico. Logan, thanks for being on the show. Cowabunga. <laughs> Nailed it, Logan. You're on fire, man. Thanks. Hey, uh, I thought you had a, <laughs> thought you had a really good read. First Come- word. Thought you had a really good read to start the show off. Good yeah, momentum, thanks. and it's uh, it's oh. gonna it's gonna just be Logan and I today, one on one. We we had two guests last week, so I figure uh, take a little break from the guests, and we have uh, we got some guests coming up. So well, we got a bunch of emails complaining that it wasn't enough Sean and Logan. Right, exactly. A lot of Team L Dog supporters were were uh, firing off emails. Where's my L Dog? I need more L Dog. <laughs> Logan, you do you do have your fans. I I get a lot of uh when people compliment me on the show, they often be like, yeah, I like that Logan, I like that Logan character. What's up with Logan, man? I like him, but uh, what's his deal? I don't know. What's he's, his deal? He's hard to explain. You're you're hard to you just have to enjoy. It. You have to sit back and enjoy the L dog. Now what what does that mean? Someone's actually sent you an email that said what's his deal? No, or, no. They're just like what's or what's his what's wrong with him or No, what? no, I don't Yeah, I don't know. It's not it's not like a negative thing. It's just like, "Hey, what's up? What's his di-? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess What am I doing here? Right. You just people yeah. are people find you fascinating as I do and that that's why I I originally had you on the show. I thought, "Who's kind of an interesting guy? Who's the who's the paprika out there? Who's the guy you can just <laughs> you throw in, you get a good you, you add something, you know. It's a uh, you're. I got you're, flavor. Yeah, exactly. You're like a snowflake, Logan. There's nothing else like you. I uh, I forget some comedian. I think it was Kyle Kinane. I, I forget someone posted a joke. <laughs> yeah, everyone enjoys snowflakes because there no two. There's that um you know that old adage of oh there's snowflakes. There's no two exactly the same. But there's no two of anything is exactly the same. Like everything's a little bit different. Oh, so pointing out some uh, BS very profound. there. Speaking of BS, we were at the barber shop earlier today, and uh, oh. you like that transition, Logan? It's pretty smooth. We went to this uh, place, Bolt Barbers, on uh, Melrose. It's our our buddy Adam started working there as a uh, his official title is dude greeter. So he's it's <laughs> a grown man, and he's just he's just he's there. found his calling, I, I think. I have to say, he right. is a dude. If I could describe anything, like he's just kind of. The dude. Yeah, exactly. Picture the dude from the Big Lebowski if he was into reggae and stand-up comedy and had tons of psychedelic and interesting tattoos all over if, his arms. Imagine the dude with more weight and <laughs> more energy somehow. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not as lethargic as the dude. He doesn't enjoy doesn't have the same penchant for white Russians and bowling, but he's um yeah he's a, he's a dude and that's his his official job title is dude greeter. You get there and it's uh, you get there at the barber shop and it's all about promoting this. He's another one of those dudes. It's kind of like a snowflake, really, <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah, he's a, he's an interesting character as well. And yeah, it's all about hey man, what's up? Yeah, we just want to hang out. I got some root beer on tap. It's just all about guys hanging out. 
yeah, man, cut your hair. It's it's like a do it's like a bro clubhouse, and uh, it was a good time. Yeah. I was sitting there next to Logan, and the guy goes to Logan. He goes, oh, hey, did you get uh, you get he he's going on the Logan's back of the head, shaping up Logan. And he goes to you, he goes, oh, would you get lost? Couldn't find the barber shop? And Logan goes, I, what? I came here right after work. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, no, I was, I was, I was implying you haven't been to the barber in a while. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's sad. That's how I usually look. I go for like a month without, without a haircut. Yeah, well, you're a dude. A I think once a month's fine for a, um, fine for a guy as far as getting a haircut. You don't want to be going all the time. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like uh, I look acceptable. I probably don't look as sharp as I could. Right. But whatever. <laughs> I think black guys they like to get their hair cut a lot. That's part of the experience of being a black guy's going. You know, I, I remember in high school I used to get my um, I used to get my haircuts on this uh, the south side of town in the housing projects. There was this guy who would you know that was the place to hang out and he would come and he would fade everyone up for ten dollars. And then meanwhile he'd be yeah smoked. we had one of those too he'd be smoked. five bucks yeah oh really wow oh, yeah <laughs> well see he was uh he was ahead of his time he knew, he knew that the the project haircut was in high demand I remember prom right before prom there everyone lined up it was like jam packed and he's sitting there and then people are fighting of who goes next and especially when you would see he would get out like a blunt or start smoking weed or start drinking a forty right. and he's talking on his like wireless phone and, and you know kind of half assing like oh man I gotta get to that haircut before he gets really sauced. <laughs> yeah, and, we had a guy we had a guy like that in our high school who Sam Kano, shout out. I actually just hit him up on Facebook. He was like, Hey, what's up, man? He's got a baby and stuff already. It's weird, but yeah, in high school, he we went to his trailer and uh, got our hair cut. He lived, the Kanos were a family <laughs> with nine kids that lived in a single wide trailer. Wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that, sounds, a double wide. that sounds insanely unhealthy. Eleven people. How do you oh, fit? Oh, it was. <laughs> how do you fit? Wait, and, was there? Oh, and, uh, and you know, uh, one of the kids is using up the bathroom to cut hair. So it's like, <laughs> maybe you're running businesses out of there. It's like, <laughs> that shit's is, happening in the trailer. That's insane. That, okay, not only do you have, but you're going to invite more people and create a, a, an era of commerce. Yeah. I mean, we, this guy at least had a backyard he could cut hair. And you, he, I, did have, he did have a huge backyard with chickens in it. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if and it's a, a back. Cone stand. You can't really family. call it. A, I don't think you can call it a backyard if it's a trailer. That's just your lot. It's not. It's yeah. not like a. It's not a fenced-in yard. You're just parked out wherever. He had so a classic you, Chevy Nova, and one time his headlight went out. It was like a '55 Nova. Went over, walked over to a van that was in his yard, unscrewed the uh, floodlight slash headlight from that, and <laughs> skirted into his car. Boom. Fixed. Well, yep. Is the is uh, the ghetto barber shop, the blue collar barber shop. Well, we got some great customer service there, Logan, but I'll tell you what, you know, part of this radio show is me promoting my comedy and us trying to be entertaining and build a great podcast, but a lot of it, or at least a decent chunk, is me talking about customer service, me sticking up for the average Joe. <laughs> I, yeah, that's sure. It, there are people out there that are just going to steamroll you. They're going to – I don't know. Maybe I just – Logan, there's no, something I, there's something about me that says, oh hey, here comes an asshole, here comes a sucker. <laughs> I can just sell this guy any sort of good or service, regardless of quality. I'm gonna just treat this guy like a total shithead. Is there some like I don't get why no, why me, Logan? So. Why? I think if I was to mess with anyone, I don't think I would mess with you. But I'm maybe it's because I know you. Right. Yeah, I'm not to be messed with. But apparently, no one else knows this. Logan, I'm what? trying to figure out what it is. You look maybe you look a little older than you are, and you're a white guy, so maybe it's just like maybe they oh, think I'm harmless. I'm full of rage. I know what's going on. <laughs> they, I know that. Uh, I went to the 7-Eleven. Now, normally 7-Eleven, I'm very happy with my relationship with 7-Eleven. Burbank, you can't you can't throw a rock without hitting a 7-Eleven there. Everywhere, literally everywhere. If, from our house, you can't go in any major direction, north, south, east, or west, now without hitting a 7-Eleven within three intersections you're gonna hit a 7-eleven yeah. you're it's you're just surrounded by 7-elevens so the new 7-eleven opened up and i was like oh i gotta i gotta go check it out i gotta see what this new 7-eleven might have over the old 7-elevens one of my favorite sandwiches the the breaded chicken sandwich i could i can't explain to you enough how much i love the breaded chicken sandwich i've always been a fan of it always enjoyed it fried chicken was always my favorite and I see it advertised at 7-Eleven all the time now. Oh, hey, come try our new uh, our new breaded chicken sandwich. Hey, come in, check it out. 
I go in there, <laughs> and first off, there's no there's no chicken sandwiches out. Okay. It's not, it's not a big deal. Okay, they run out of stuff. I understand how business works. And uh, there was a nice gentleman, or so I thought. There was a there was a gentleman behind the counter, and I go, excuse me, do you guys have any chicken sandwiches? Looks at me, looks at the empty hot plate where the chicken sandwiches are supposed to be, and goes, oh no, not right now. Don't worry, I'm gonna make some. Okay, so he starts. He, basically, all he does is take a tray of these frozen giant chicken breasts, <laughs> right. throws it, throws it into their version of the toaster oven or microwave, th- sets it for three minutes. He's like, "Don't worry, it'll be ready in three minutes." First off, did, have you ever tried to kill time in 7-Eleven? Three minutes is a long time, especially yeah. when <laughs> three minutes isn't a while if you don't know what you you want and you're wandering around looking at different an, stuff. Was but, this an Indian guy or a foreign guy? Of course, Logan. And so it's hard to make conversation with him. Right. Too, exactly. Well, I'm not going to make conversation with him. He's he's off being a shitty customer service representative to some other customers. <laughs> he's letting okay. people cut in front of me at line. Hey, regardless. <laughs> so he goes, he goes, all right, three minutes. And I'm like, oh, God, three minutes. First off, they won't let you look at the magazines. If you're if you're making me sit there for three minutes for your chicken sandwich, which you advertise on the wall and inside, giant, giant cardboard cutout displays. I'm not a businessman, Logan, but wouldn't that be the first thing you take care of? Hey, this giant picture that we're using to draw people in, shouldn't we bother having that thrown under the heat rack? Oh, I've had this conversation with so many people. (laughs) So, three minutes, okay? I'm walking around, trying to make myself busy in 7-Eleven, very bored, agitated. I've been drinking a lot of coffee. I'm kind of amped up. I want my chicken sandwich. I just want the chicken sandwich. And, oh, the thing dings. Pulls it out, hands it to me, and guess how guess how it came, Logan? It was still frozen. <laughs> no, it wasn't still frozen. He put it on a hot dog bun. He took this giant chicken sandwich, put it on a hot dog bun, and handed it over to me like I'm some asshole. Uh-huh. I go, D- you don't have any sandwiches. You don't have any sandwich bread? He goes, no, this is thing. I go, no, that's not a thing. That's you taking a giant chicken finger, throwing it on a hot dog roll. That's 7-Eleven you. hot dog rolls are awful. I that's you doing what I do at home when I have no food and right, no money. Right, exactly. I throw shit together. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 19 stoned in my dorm room uh, making a peanut butter and jelly tortilla, okay? <laughs> I'm a grown man. I deserve a chicken sandwich. I'm a hardworking individual. You, uh, they have bread and rolls everywhere, and you're going to sell me this shitty big butt? They, okay, I can so under- what happened next? I, I want to see how you actually react. Oh, Was d- any d- of this coming out of your mouth to him? I go, are you kidding me? I go, what do, what do I look like? This this is thing this thing and I, I'm like grabbing the display and showing him no this picture has a bun a top part of the bun a bottom part of the bun and then see that little white stuff that's mayonnaise see those couple pickle slices yeah how am I gonna put pickles and mayonnaise on a hot dog bun what I'm gonna throw relish on it like some some homeless man this is insane I don't and he looked at me like I was crazy I go I'm not taking that. This thing, you order. I was like, no, I didn't order that. I ordered the chicken sandwich, not the chicken finger hot dog piece of shit that you're trying to sell me. <laughs> People are getting weirded out. <laughs> That's what I know. I'm going too far. Like whether it's a uh, airline customer representative or whatever, I realize I'm freaking people out when like they're like moving their stuff down the line. Like they don't want any part of this. I go, you're telling me you don't have any roles here. Uh, why would you? I go look at him dead in the eye. I go, why would you not say that? When I asked you, do you have chicken sandwiches? Why did that not come up? What did he say? He didn't say anything. He goes, this is thing. That's all he kept saying. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to jump over. Uh, the, I wanted to jump over those like hot dog rollers and just beat the crap right. out of them. <laughs> just smash okay, here's face the thing. into that rolling thing. Here's the thing. Just tell me that ahead of time. Yeah. And I just felt... I felt so angered. I felt I'm never going to get these three minutes back that I waited for this chicken sandwich. Well, he probably comes from a place where some piece of meat on a hot dog bun Right. He probably comes from some third world country where piles of garbage line up and people go, (laughs) hey, we're just losers. We'll eat garbage. Okay, we're not in that country. We're just losers. Hey, we're total losers. We'll eat garbage. We'll let let, – you know how they (laughs) – you know how they got the Black Plague, Logan? Because of people being lazy, people not being properly hygienic, people letting garbage build up and stuff like that. It's a slippery slope if I just accept bullshit. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna accept bullshit. Okay, this is America. You can take that hot dog, 
I wouldn't feed that hot dog bun to ducks. Like, have you had that hot 7-Eleven hot dog bun? That thing is awful. <laughs> All right. Got that out of my system. I was also very fired up. Speaking of America, this woman at a comedy show. So, obviously, she's a woman. She's at a comedy show. She's performing? But, um, well, that's she would describe it that way. She got on stage. Right. I did something. <laughs> that <Okay>. would be supposedly <laughs> comical. Her, her performance out of the way. She said something earlier. She was talking about, oh, my God, did you hear what Rush Limbaugh did? Did you hear what – oh, my God. I, I was embarrassed to be an American. I was – that's exactly out of her mouth. Don't say that when you, you're talking about a pundit like that because it's like <laughs> right saying that he represents everyone from America. That's yes. Stupid. I mean, first off, it's stupid. And secondly – what did he do? What did he actually do? He was making fun of the president of China. I uh, I got this clip here. <laughs> you could. It, it, I'm outraged that someone's outraged that Russ Limbaugh <laughs> did that. I right, mean, exactly. I, I may or may not approve of what he does, but when someone gets outraged at him, it's like you're doing what he wants. All right, let's <laughs> listen to this clip. Uh, I'm I'm an open-minded individual. I've already heard this clip. Logan, feel free to make up your own mind. And uh, possibly if it's against me, then we can argue about it. That's always interesting talk radio. But this is Rush Limbaugh. This is a news clip of Rush Limbaugh. Um, I guess making fun of uh, the president. I don't even know if you can call him president when you're not elected, but the leader of China. He kept his listeners in the loop by watching the two presidents on Fox News. And First off, this other, I think this is like CNN or MSNBC. If you want to present yourself as a journalist, try to cue things up without mocked laughter already ready to go. Yeah. If you want to present yourself as a newscaster, obviously this is all just opinion and it's not real news. But if you call yourself Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, news is in the title usually. At least try to present it somewhat objectively. At least don't start laughing while you're while you're saying the news story. I mean, that's giving your opinion laughing as you're setting it up. Telling his audience what they were saying. This is how he did it. Nobody was translating. But that's the close I can get. Well, that's <laughs> true. Somebody was translating, but uh, that is the closest he can get. All right. Okay, but where to well, start Well, whatever here. news show that was, was an opinion. That guy was giving... Yeah, that wasn't... Obviously, that I mean, wasn't news. He didn't news. pass beyond the laugh. He was... now, now, to say that you're embarrassed to be an American after hearing that, why would you be embarrassed to be an American after hearing that? Are you, yeah, you kidding me? You, I'm embarrassed to you be. You go a, to China, they will put you in the white per person section of the restaurant. Right. I mean, it's not like. <laughs> you you want to know? You know what? You you hear what you just did there, lady? You expressed uh, a dissident opinion against a powerful white male, Rush Limbaugh. You know where you can't do that? China. You know who deserves to be made fun of? China. You know who has an awful record when it comes to human rights? China. Okay, you, you know, know who, who has a funny sounding language? <laughs> China. China. Right. Okay, I'm embarrassed to consider that comedy. Okay, I, I can see I'm embarrassed to be considered uh, in broadcasting. And it, it made him look. It did. It wasn't. It wasn't poor taste, and it didn't. Wasn't funny, and it made him look bad. But a uh, big deal. Right. A lot of people have made fun of Ching Chang, Ching Chang Tong. How long is it gonna? Are people still gonna be offended? Right. By that's that? not. It, it's and been she's around not even, since well, yeah. China's been around. First off, she's not even Asian. She's just racked with liberal white guilt and oh my god, we're we're such awful people in this country. Oh my god, America's so awful. You know what America does allow you to do? Speak your opinion. You know what else America allows you to do? Vote. Use Facebook. Uh, drink milk without. <laughs> they they don't let them use Facebook. Oh uh, yeah. You want your baby to die because it has a lot of melanin? You know where you can get that done? China. Feel free to head on over to China where you won't be embarrassed by this country. Yeah, is it oh, melanin? Yeah, melanin. It's this – and they were uh, – they were th melanin is also what's your pigment in your skin is. I don't know. I, melanin anyway, – uh, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. It's I think it's M-E-L-A-I-N-E. I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Whatever. They were adding stuff to milk to make it seem more fortified, and it was killing all these babies. 
Tons of people were killed. Uh, oh, hey, you want to protest in the streets? All right, we'll just uh, take, uh, just have a tank and run you over. And that guy can't be mocked? That, that, that's crazy. We should, all of us should be making more fun of the Chinese, especially their leaders. They're communist leaders yeah. who are controlling a billion people, telling them whatever they want to do the entire time. That, for me, that's being a huge asshole. You know what I do to assholes? <laughs> I make fun of them. You know what I'm, I'm not going to be able to ever do in China? Start some democratic revolution. You know what I am going to be able to do? Make fun of the Chinese leader. I'm not going to call him a president. You vote for presidents, okay? You don't just get to take over uh, a country and be called the president. Not in my world. <laughs> I'm trying to think of his title right now. I, I knew it. I, I, I think they. It up I like think a they. Couple months I think ago they call him president. It doesn't matter. You can't just. You can't just take it a, a title and have me respect you. Yeah. If the people voted for you, fine. I'll, I'll call you president. And I understand my, my opinion doesn't really matter when it comes to China, but I I don't think we should be worried about making fun of China, the country. Ooh, hey, we're going to upset their feelings. Oh, what? So they can pump hundreds? How are they going to hear about it? They're First, yeah, totally they can't, blacked out. Yeah, you think they're going to filter the green Of course the green room's going to get filtered out in China. We have uncensored talk radio. This is LA Talk Radio. <laughs> we say what we want, Logan. Do you think they're going to allow that in China? Oh Hell no. I can't even add friends in China on Facebook. They don't allow that. And they're, all they're doing the Which country. Which is frustrating, by the way. <laughs> all our friends in China. Right. We have tons of friends over there who want to want to hang out. They want to like the show on Facebook. They want to be a part of it. It's just it's just insane that you would say you would you would be embarrassed on America's side. Oh my God. Oh my. Oh this guy. This horrible bigot. What what he what he said was. A profound lack of creativity. It was it was not insightful. It was not interesting. Okay, maybe he was trying to be controversial, but to say that you're embarrassed for America? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Uh, Logan, I just get fired up. I don't I don't understand. I understand um, you know being democratic and and being liberal and being open-minded. These colors don't run, Sean. No, they don't. They don't bleed, man. They don't bleed. Speaking of a president, a real president, a president that we elected as people, Barack Obama. Barack Obama, of course, uh, he did the State of the Union, and he, which I, I thought was pretty good. I only watched a couple minutes. It's really, it's really hard to sit through that entire thing. You want to get start? You want to start getting rid of government waste? Let's get rid of all the unnecessary applaud breaks every two to three seconds. You want me <laughs> I to get? No, every you, president, every. Speech, yeah. You're supposed to be a man of the people, Barack Obama. You know how to go on Jay Leno and do a tight seven minutes panel. Right. <laughs> you don't know how to make that entertaining? And he had a couple good jokes, but it's so insanely boring to sit through the entire thing. Yeah. And then, you know, and then he's cracking jokes and getting, like, applause breaks off the jokes. I actually missed it. I wish I'd saw it. It was. I thought it was pretty good. He's, he's trying to present a more pro-business agenda. I think he realized that. A lot of the people didn't like the uh, the bailouts and some of the um, you know more socialist initiatives like the healthcare and stuff like that. He's trying to beat them halfway and really trying to promote business after you know the first two years being very uh, all the uh, all the bailout money and stuff like that. So I think he's I think he's going the right way. But yeah, come on, let's speed it up. You, you, you know how to do a phoner with Ryan Seacrest. You can figure <laughs> out how to how to how to tighten up the State of the Union. But anyway, after he did the State of the Union. He also set up this uh, YouTube question thing where you could ask the president any questions, which obviously you couldn't ask the president any questions. I'm sure the questions <laughs> I'd want to ask would get th filtered out. Like, oh, well, hey, what president. Do you ask? I would. How big I would, is your dick? <laughs> <laughs> why did you, wait, Why do you think that was my first question, Logan? I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess. I guess if I had an opportunity to ask the president, maybe I would. Just out of curiosity, <laughs> I don't know. I guess to just see. Hey, he's, he seems like a confident man. He's a, he's a black guy after all. I think um, I, I don't know. No, no. I honestly, my one of my first questions, if we were gonna go the salacious route, would be uh, what? <laughs> I I just want to know what it was like doing coke in college with him. I uh, I have a bit yeah. about it, but th that is hilarious a, to me. That he's a funny joke. Yeah, yeah, it's just the idea that he did cocaine back in college. Like, it really must have been mind-blowing for the people doing it with him. So I would ask about that experience. But this is um, Barack Obama responding. Of course, anytime they have an open forum, 
one guy's got to ask a question. Yo, so uh, when are we going to legalize it? But this guy that asked it, he was, uh, you know, the, the marijuana groups, they get together like, the, uh, okay, we're going to find a really well put together guy. He's going to have he's gonna have a tie. He's going to be well shaped. Can I say something? I'm going to use some hyperbole right now. Stuff sure. like that makes me embarrassed to vote Democrat. When like, what? are you that much of a, a pothead where you have to take – like, you can ask the president anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People's lives are in this man's hands. Don't bring that shit up. Dude, it's not, legalize it, it's bro. It's none of his concern. Legalize it, bro. zero of his concern. Legalize it, When you it, vote man. for people, maybe look at their position on that. But if you have a one-on-one with someone and you have you have to ask the president a question, right. that shit bothers me. I agree, Logan. <laughs> well, here's here's uh, Barack Obama responding to met, or, uh, marijuana legalization. Well, I think this is an uh, a entirely legitimate topic uh, for debate. Uh, I am not in favor of legalization. Uh, I am a strong believer that we have to think more about uh, drugs as a public health problem. Uh, When you think about uh, other damaging activities in our society, smoking, uh, drunk driving, uh, making sure you're wearing seat belts, Mm -hmm. uh, typically we've made huge strides (laughs) over the last 20, 30 years by changing people's attitudes. Uh, and uh, on drugs, I think that a lot of times uh, we have been so focused on arrests, incarceration, interdiction, that we don't spend as much time thinking about how do we shrink demand. Uh, and this is something that, uh, you know, within the White House, uh, we are you know, looking at very carefully. As I said, <laughs> Any ideas? Uh, well, the, uh, ah, that dude uh, knew he was bullshit. Some of this requires shifting <laughs> resources. Ideas? being strategic, where does it make sense for us to really focus on interdiction? Okay, so at the end of the day... At the end of the day, Barack Obama has not put any thought into that subject He has no idea. He has no idea how I'm to not, fix... I'm not for it. Uh, if anything, we're going to drive down demand, but mm, I'm not thinking about that. That's what he's saying to me. Basically, there is no way to really get rid of drug addiction. People like doing drugs. The only way to end drug addiction is to cure life. To make life a really great time right. <laughs> all the time. That's the only way you're going to cure drug addiction. Talking about it and getting people, hey, uh, have you actually really thought about it? People like getting wasted. It, it, people have been getting drunk for how long? People, they're, We're always going to figure out ways to get high because people feel bummed out about stuff. People want to party. They want to have a good time. You can't just legislate that out. And I think if you legalize marijuana, I think, that's what he's saying, though, essentially, is he's trying to change the cultural attitude towards it, because that's the only way anything will change. Right, but I, so my, my point that, is that, I, I like that my point is that changing the cultural attitude of it isn't really going to make a difference as far as cutting down people doing it. I think we should put our resources towards other things, or at least you shouldn't you should at least decriminalize marijuana and focus on meth and uh, hard drugs that actually do real damage not just okay hey p- people smoking pot we're going to arrest them that's not going to really curb demand that's not going to stop people from smoking weed people smoke weed now and the, and there's criminal punishments yeah and pot's kind of an anomaly cuz it is in a lot of ways decriminalized in different places in the US and then it also does no one I haven't heard of anyone dying from that, you know. Right. Yeah, it's no, people. From, I mean, other drugs, I mean, like I said, I, I disagree with you. I think I think you can change people's attitudes about, like, meth, for instance, just by getting the truth out there. I mean, yeah, there are certain people who will all do it no matter what, but there are people out there who can be swayed. Right. I guess I guess like you're what right their that friends are saying or what I guess you're right saying. in the sense that the people that are doing meth are probably weak-minded. They probably are easily swayed. In yeah. the sense that, okay, hey, they're easily swayed to do meth. Maybe you can easily sway them to do other stuff. Exactly. I, I think it's a little naive to think the government can make a huge impact, but I definitely think it's much better to, to aim our resources towards stopping people before they start, stuff like that. Like just prosecuting the individual or pros, prosecuting people, especially for pot, it just seems insane. And it uh, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to legalize it because in a way I think if you legalize it, you're you're kind of in a in a sense going oh okay hey it's legalized get enjoy it get in a way the government their only responsibility should be incentivizing good behavior 
supporting good businesses, supporting good behavior. You shouldn't incentivize or make it easier to get drugs. And I think you just shouldn't you shouldn't have that crazy strict punishments for pot, which it's common sense. Yeah. But people love weed. People love weed. They'll figure out a way to get it so much so. It's uh, funny how the second largest city in America, here you can pretty easily get weed legally. Logan, you're blowing everyone's <laughs> don't, but in don't New blow. York, you cannot. You you'd get New York. It's a big deal if you're caught with pot. No, no, New York, New York City, maybe. No, New York City is not that. Um, they're not that strict on marijuana. They That's they have other problems. I don't know. I've I've been in New York. I don't think it's that strict. I mean, it's not as easy to get because it's maybe it's like the laws in the book are more strict. right. I'm like, sure the laws on the, the books, but yeah, I don't think the I don't think your average beat cop in New York City really cares about marijuana. If you're blatantly smoking it out in public, I'm sure they're gonna give you a hard time. And there are weed stores there, so maybe it's a little more difficult to score. I'm sure. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's not um, the big cities have other problems to worry about than pot. But th- this story is pretty funny because people like weed. They're gonna figure out a way to get it. I don't know if you heard about this contraption, Logan, that's sweeping the nation. <laughs> the broom? Well, something different. All right, there is new videotape raising concerns about security along our nation's southwest border. This is a shot from a camera on that border where you see a group of smugglers loading up and pulling back a catapult, <laughs> flinging 45 pounds of marijuana over the border from Mexico uh, into the southern U.S. <laughs> First Innovation. Off, that was awesome. I love how the guy said he starts off with the piece raising issues about security. Like, what? Are, are you worried that we're going to get invaded by pots? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Oh, oh no, they're bombing us with pounds of weed. Oh, my God. Well, we're going to try to tie that, and I don't – maybe rightfully so with all the dr- – there's crazy drug wars going on in, in uh, Mexico right now. Right, but the pot catapult, I think, is the least of our <laughs> worries. <laughs> Got stoners launching – I mean, the, that, the fact that these the stoners figured out how to work a pot catapult, I think, is that's, – that's interesting because you – I'm sure – I want to know what are the other ideas they threw out before they went with the catapult. Like, okay, uh, we're going to we're gonna find an eagle. We're going to tie all this weed to the eagle and then send it over. We're going to get a couple hawks. I'm just trying to figure out what kind of other, like, weird like, – odd. Uh, okay, we got, a, uh, we got a potato gun, and we're going to load it up with uh, the weed packaged up like little uh, – you know, wrap it up like a potato and just shoot, shoot it over the border, man. I would have loved to have been there. I don't think I don't think people just randomly wander around the border. But that would be hilarious if you're just right. I don't know for whatever reason you live near the border. You're just taking a stroll at night and you just see these giant bags of pot flying over the border. Like, like oh giant, my god! Like all this pot hits you on the head. You're yeah. Like, what? And I'm sure there was. I'm sure I would have been, the meeting itself would have been hilarious just to get in. Okay, we got the catapult. All right, we got the tons of weed. Okay, we're gonna get this cat. We're gonna, and I'm sure, I'm sure a couple of the guys, like a couple of the top henchmen, are you kidding me? Are you? Th- this is, this is outrageous. <laughs> this is never gonna work. You, you're, you have no idea how a catapult works. No, man, I, I did a science project. What do you mean you did a science? Can't get out of here. <laughs> the guy who pitched the pot catapult must have had, he really had to push this idea. There's no way the boss immediately signed off on the pot catapult. Right, yeah. I, well, and then the client has to agree too. Like, uh, yeah, we're gonna launch the pods. Exactly. And it's gonna land in at this target, and then uh, just okay. so yeah, basically get a slingshot, tie money to a rock, and send it back. Yeah, our way exactly. We'll, we'll yeah, how, like, they, what? how they transfer the money? Oh yeah, uh, oh, there's a problem. My my money slingshot isn't working. I'll uh, I'll get back to you later with a giant duffel bags of uh, money to send back over. Are you kidding me? Pot catapult. What will they think of next, Logan? What will they think of next? Well, speaking of outrageous behavior, you can always – it's always a sure thing that Tracy Morgan will say or do something outrageous. And this is actually earlier today. The Knicks were playing the Heat, and um, they're doing the pregame show. They're out there in the middle middle of the um, basketball court. And I guess they're having a conversation about Sarah Palin – and then Tracy Morgan jumps in and, and throws his opinion in. <laughs> Literally, he just walks onto the set, throws in this couple lines, and immediately he, he will never be invited back on again. The, the audio quality isn't great because it just happened 
uh, earlier before while I was getting ready for the show. I got really lucky. Like I was, I was like, oh, I could use some more, um, some more, a couple more topics to get to. Looked on Twitter, saw that Tracy Morgan was trending, and it's all these people tweeting like, oh my God, can you believe Tracy Morgan said that? Oh my, and and uh, immediately people are recording it off their TV and then throwing it up on YouTube. So the audio quality not great, but I, I'm pretty sure you can figure out what Tracy Morgan is saying here. All right, one more time, uh, if, in, in case you kind of missed it there. Um, this is where he's he's popping in on tra- on uh, Sarah Palin. Masturbation material. Masturbation and all that. Great masturbation material. Okay. What the fuck? What the fuck? Crazy morning for something, I like how they both laugh heartily, like, whoa, we were just thinking that. I mean, okay, thanks, Tracy. <laughs> I'll see you later. And I love Ernie. Ernie's kind of the white straight guy of the pregame show. And immediately throws, okay, well, thanks for stopping by. I, I love when – Somebody's getting pregnant. Yeah, exactly. That's his other catchphrase. Yo, Sam Palin's about to get pregnant up in this. <laughs> <laughs> Great masturbation material, the glasses and everything. <laughs> oh, God, Tracy Morgan is really <laughs> awesome. He's, he's just yeah. really great. He has no filter. He he seems to kind of understand that he's crazy. It's unclear. Like, he seems to understand that he's crazy and kind of uses oh, it to I, his advantage. Yeah, I think he, know, he knows. But then, it also, there seems to be at some point, he is legitimately crazy, too. Well, on 30 Rock, he's supposedly playing himself on Saturday Night Live. How right. They, he, she used to work with Tina Fey, and she, he would always be, he was like a man-child. And supposedly, he's cleaned up now, and he's totally different, and he's not as crazy. <laughs> I mean, he's crazy. He says crazy things, but he's not wasted all the time i i mean back when he was on saturday night live i heard that yeah exactly I, I mean he got an ankle bracelet for a dui right you you've had some drinking issues if that <laughs> happens it sounds like he just goes to comedy shows gets really hammered you always hear these stories of people walking out of uh, tracy morgan concerts just because he doesn't care he'll say the craziest thing the entire right. show <laughs> i went and saw him live and it was amazing just because he, he has, like you said, no filter, and he'll just say the most vulgar stuff the entire show, and without really, like, doesn't use the traditional setup punchline <laughs> that most comedians use. He was just, like, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. For a couple, well, he'll just say something that's out of space. Like, you don't know what he's thinking. Right, you don't really understand about. what he's talking about. And that, and it just makes My uncle laugh. was in Vietnam. He used to roll around in a wheelchair with fingertip gloves. Like, what? <laughs> It's kind of a story, but it's not really a story. He spent, I would say, maybe four to five minutes of the performance just walking around upstage going, yo, I'm trying to get my dick sucked. And just going up to different women in the audience. And wow. you can tell, like I was laughing my ass off because a lot of people were felt uncomfortable by it. <laughs> you know, people were freaking out. I, I found it hilarious. He was, uh, he was awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound funny. Dude, because he's so gross. Right. Which is funny. Right. He's just kind of a he's just kind of a wacky. Like I could see, like anytime he does go into creepy mode, it's funnier because he's being creepy. He's got a creepy voice a little bit, and then yo, you look at him. I don't know. He just he he seems like he is breathing hard all the time, <laughs> yeah. and he's kind of like got a scraggly beard. My diabetes just... acting up. <laughs> yeah. He's got all these odd health issues. I'm just trying to get my dicks. <laughs> He's really... down, girl? I mean, it's just like, whoa. Well, it seems like uh, his fellow celebrity, Charlie Sheen, has the same M.O. when it comes to uh, being partying. Although I think Charlie Sheen parties a little bit harder than um, than Tracy Morgan. Charlie Sheen recently hospitalized, and of course, everyone thought it was for an overdose. And they thought that because the story came out of this 36-hour party bender that he was involved in, to the point where... I guess uh, there was someone on the inside reported this. I don't know where. <clears throat> oh, sorry, I don't know where TMZ gets 
Dimsy really has crazy inside sources. I don't know who was at this Charlie Sheen party that wanted to report on it, but I guess uh, they claim, uh, TMZ, that Charlie Sheen got a briefcase of cocaine delivered to his house and just started partying for 36 hours straight. I guess there were like all these porno chicks coming over, and <laughs> he was just... The, the one girl was uh, tweeted, I've been up for 24 hours... Or I've been drinking for 24 hours now, and then I guess she left Wednesday morning because she, she had just finally tapped out, but Charlie Sheen kept going. And I guess this morning they had to take him out with a stretcher. So, but I, the recent press thing I saw said that it wasn't it wasn't because of an overdose, that he was hospitalized. <laughs> Um, if, but, they, if they say he overdosed on medication, no, no, they yeah, always they, say that. They can't, I don't think they're selling the medication anymore. <laughs> they, they can't. They claim that he was hospitalized. Well, the 911 call that he made was because he had uh, terrible pains in his stomach, and. <laughs> no, that's not the cocaine just, you consume. No. Yeah, he probably just had some bad Chinese or something. But he got he got treated. <laughs> Thirty six hours in his bender, he <laughs> right. had some bad Chinese, and it made his tummy hurt. <laughs> my tum tum hurts. <laughs> so does my gums, man. I'm raging. Can you imagine Charlie Sheen coked out of his mind for thirty six hours? The guy just loves partying. How can, how can you just how can you not want to sleep? I like partying and having fun a little bit. I, I can't imagine yeah. not wanting to nap at some point. Isn't, That's what the briefcase of cocaine is Exactly, for. but sleeping's fun, man. Yeah. And you, you just had sex with all these chicks. Don't you want to just when the lay porno down? chick calls it quits, <laughs> right. you should call it quits. <laughs> exactly. That's that's good for almost any situation. If the porno chick's tapping out, maybe it's time for you to tap out, Charlie <laughs> Sheen. I guess they released uh, one of these emails. <laughs> I almost feel bad reading this, but uh, the guy's kind of asking for it. I guess he <laughs> recently was cruising some online prostitution sites uh, slash porno chicks, whatever. They, they're they hired for dates, uh, you know, whatever how it works. But He's this Charlie was, Sheen. I don't get that. <laughs> this was an email he actually sent to this one uh, porno chick named Ginger. Dear Ginger, you are fabulous. I'm an A-lister you would like to meet. XO, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> oh, nice. <Keep laughs> I, love the, I love the hug and kiss thrown in there. Isn't part of being an A-lister <laughs> not saying I'm an A-lister? Isn't that part of it? Do you, yeah. Why would you throw in, I'm an A-lister? I know you haven't heard of me, but I'm an A-lister. <laughs> you want to know. What? <laughs> right, exactly. Why not That's just say That's what I was saying, though. He's Charlie Sheen. I, I don't. I guess I just don't get the whole attract attraction to porno chicks and strippers. I guess they're just – I mean, who's not – surely he can find a slutty chick who isn't. Right. Who doesn't he have could find – yeah, he could – I mean, he was uh, – who was his – his wives have all been hot. I, I mean, he's been – he's linked to – I forget. Uh, Maybe it's just Denise not, Richards. Denise Richards, yeah. super smoking hot, super wanting to please chick, but he just can't – he, he needs his life crazy. I, I want to know what happened in his childhood that he's so kind of damaged and broken. Meanwhile, Emilio Estevez seems totally kind of normal. Yeah. How does Emilio Estevez – It sound, they grew up in the same household, I'm assuming. was crazy too, right? He was a partier. Right, but I don't think anywhere near what uh, Charlie Sheen's doing. I, no. I don't think anyone who's still alive parties like Charlie Sheen. But and oh, Okay, sorry. I, I kind of uh, – I forgot to mention – it turns out that, or they claim in the hospital, he was treated for a hernia and not for any sort of overdose. <laughs> I don't know. How do you how do you get a hernia? What are you just like bending over too many times, like throwing up in a toilet, or just bending over doing all these lines and you t you tear your hernia? I don't know. Were they all porno chicks or were there some <laughs> porno dudes there? I don't know. How do you get a hernia uh, just from partying? That seems bizarre to me. Or, or maybe something else is going on. Maybe he's playing some uh, semi-pro ball on the side. I, I have really no idea what would get him to. Uh... <laughs> oh, a hernia is in a your hernia. ball sack, right? Well, what or it is is. That... is um... I thought it was when your no, butthole yeah. is prolapsed. <laughs> No. That's why I was making all the gay jokes, but I, but you weren't responding to him. I was like, wait, what's a hernia? <laughs> I didn't really get where you're going. <laughs> no, hernia is not when your butt is prolapsed. <laughs> um, it's 
<laughs> it's when you have a tear and your your large intestines end up um, falling through. Like what when they do that move of uh, turn and cough, it's to see if your if your lower intestines or I forget your large intestine, your small intestine, whatever, if it's descended into your into your uh, testicles there, then okay. they know something's ripped and it's fine. I got that confused with something else. Which Hemorrhoids. That's, that's, that's what fu- I was thinking of. <laughs> I guess you wouldn't go to the hospital for that. No. <laughs> no, Logan. I don't know what you were thinking. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> wait. Hernia. Prolapsed anus. Uh, and then, how did he figure out the hernia? Was there was there a chick? Maybe that's like some of the freaky stuff Charlie Sheen gets into. Is, yeah. Hey, you, oh, you mind? You, hey, why don't we play doctor? And she's like, oh, okay. What? You want me to be like the sexy doctor? <laughs> no, just uh, I'll turn and cough and just... Yeah, yeah, let's get into some kinky role play. Uh, I'm Charlie Sheen. I'm coming in for a physical. Uh, okay, uh, how much do you weigh? What's your height? Any uh, anything I should know about? Playboy chicks who has way too many credentials. Like, <laughs> she's getting her doctorate. It's like, well, why is she in Playboy? Right. And uh, yeah, maybe she just saw. Oh, okay, yeah, you're. Uh, you actually <laughs> should get this looked at. You're. I think you have a hernia. Really? <laughs> have a prolapse anus? No, no, no. That's just what Logan thinks. <laughs> All right. We got some, uh, since we're talking to women with fake breasts, I read an article today in the Wall Street Journal that said certain types of cancers are now being linked to uh, breast implants. I guess part of... um, Duh. Duh, (laughs) duh, duh. Oh, my God. You put a piece, you put something inside of your body and it causes cancer? That's shocking. (laughs) I mean, it's shocking that it didn't cause cancer before. Silicone... As far as a metal or whatever it is, whatever kind of a, whatever um, I, th- I think it's a naturally occurring element. Silicone really has a lot of range. It can it can create computer chips. It can uh, do the caulking in your bathroom. It can make chicks' breasts big. Silicone really has a ton of range. And the the funny part was reading the FDA's recommendation. Okay, they're not quite recommending that you take out the breast implants. They don't recommend that. Um, you know, just monitor it, see if anything goes. Here are some tips. And then they had a they had a column there that said women who are considering breast implants that they recommended the FDA recommended that you should discuss the risks and benefits with your doctor. I, I was laughing when I was reading that because yeah, that's your got... doctor's gonna say, oh no, you're not good for it. <laughs> no, but how do you? Well, how does that conversation sound? Well, you could uh, you could die under the knife, or or you could die alone with the that flat chest you got there, sweetheart. Like, yeah. how do you go over the benefits? Oh, the benefits of breast implants. Well, uh, that uh, lawyer you had your eye on, he might call you back, or you could be diagnosed with a weird form of. Uh, uh, leukemia that is linked to this sort of breast implant. So it's how do you how do you balance these uh, these options? How do you look at subjectively the risks and benefits of breast implants? You can't do it, Logan. No. Can't do it. All right. Well, I I do like to touch on this uh, story here before we wrap up. Oprah Winfrey. Oh man. Oprah Winfrey. Winfrey. Logan, did you hear big news? She has a half sister. Oh, yeah, I did hear She that. revealed it, so uh, <laughs> let's take a listen. I heard all about that, yeah. <laughs> People all want to know now what's going to happen, what, you know, you're going to get all these questions about it. Now you're Oprah Winfrey's sister, and you're Oprah Winfrey's niece. What has this, do- what has this done to your life, Aquarius, there were still... since you knew? Since I've known, mm-hmm. this was eye-opening. A miracle um, to know that. We, Dear Lord Jesus, you know, our prayers have been answered. We're related to Oprah. Really, this is the black person lottery. You couldn't, you couldn't I, pick a. They should have just had. I like, by the way, how Oprah balances uh, being really nice and sweet with having a giant ego. You're right. Like an enormous crazy. Well, she knows ego. how to. She knows how to. Play. Now tell us what it's like to experience being related. To me! No, she didn't even say that. She says, to Oprah. Oprah, I mean, Oprah. I mean, or, yeah. Now you're Oprah Winfrey's. <laughs> we have a family to know that we have someone that looks like us, to know that we have someone that may have the same mannerisms. Trust me, she has none of the same mannerisms as you guys have. She is a very wealthy person. Like, wait, you, uh... You also like to uh, sunbathe at the Montecito Estate? Like she's, I, like she's never heard of Oprah or right. been like... 
I, I love how Jack's like, we have things in common. Yeah, I love caviar and champagne, Oprah. Oh, man, we, we are related. You know, yeah, I went with that. Um, when I took my entire uh, television show down to Australia, I, I yeah, we are. We're such, we're like twins, long lost twins. I love how <laughs> Oprah is really the master of promotion. She takes down the this whole TV crowd to Australia. Meanwhile, it's underwritten by the uh, Department of Tourism from Australia. So she right. gives away this giant trip to Australia. Oh, hey, Oprah, you, a dingo ate my baby. Oh, it's great ratings. She wins That's all TV. the time. I, uh, my favorite line, though, was that um, I, I wrote this joke earlier, but I, I feel it, it bears repeating. <laughs> I said, uh, we got to get a hold of Oprah's mom and figure out who she likes in the Super Bowl because she's got a knack for picking the right one. <laughs> well, jokes work better when you don't set them <laughs> up, Logan. You know how that works. Well, yeah. I have a knack as well for picking the right one. Logan, you want to wrap things up here with a haiku? Let's do it. Three fucking minutes. Tracy jacks off to Palin. <laughs> Oprah's half-sister. Ah, I should have switched that one with the other one. It's all right, Logan. The other one was Don't, a good Logan, stop beating yourself up. Damn it! And uh, just a reminder, guys, Philadelphia, I'm coming to you March 12th. Make sure you get the tickets. You can log on to SeanTGreen.com. And uh, we got a big show next week. We have um, the girls from Starving Actresses, Logan. Those calendar girls, they're going to be in the studio. I remember, uh, I don't know if you were there the first time when they came in studio. No, yeah, you were there. They're um, hot chicks promoting some sort of uh, charity thing. They put out a calendar. <laughs> you know how that goes. All right, everyone, thank you for tuning into the Green Room. We do it live every, every Thursday here on LATalkRadio.com. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today. Also, be sure to check me out at DocumentaryLabel.com. In them tight jeans, and I looked at her like, that's my queen. Because he thought that he could mold her, but it don't work. No. Ah!